Carolina. Transition though. You can't hear me at all on stream? There. My bad. Nope. Now you can. I'm no, so we can sorry. hear you in the Discord. I can. I'm no, so we can hear I fucked that. That was my fault. Oh, did Jimmy muted? Yeah, I muted Discord for the. Oh, wait, so did no one hear? Did no one hear me say my piece about fucking? Oh my god. That's probably for the best. Probably for the best, Orange. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm on, so honestly, sorry. no. It's probably it's fine. 
Um, okay, so recap from Kingdom Hearts one to Kingdom Hearts two, there were two games that didn't play like either that didn't play like the first one or the second one. Kingdom Hearts two to Kingdom Hearts three, there's a 15 year gap. In those 15 years, there were eight games released with Kingdom Hearts. All of them not really contributing to the overall story of where you left off in one in two to three. The only one I think that really contributed to it was Dream Drop Distance. Um, but even that one didn't really play like the other one. It had really weird summons and stuff. Um, I am incredibly excited for Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, I thought Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't my favorite. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 still is my favorite Kingdom Hearts of all time. Um, because the first the first one would be, uh, but I got trapped in Atlantis, so I had to hear the fucking theme song for their, uh, My Little Mermaid for four and a half hours before I had to completely reset my game and play back through because it was on PlayStation 2 and it corrupted and the fucking dolphin never came. Um, So that's my two cents on Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 2, on the contrary, ran perfectly. The Keyblade thing was really cool. The fact that you got to level up and be a Keyblade Master uh, was impeccable. Um. Kingdom Hearts 3 was fun. It was a little cheesy with the Disney rides. I think 4 is going to be completely different. Um, and also, since Disney has acquired so many things, we have the potential to see the Avengers. We have the potential to see Star Wars. We have the potential to see all the new movies that have come out. So there's potential for like Coco, Moana. Um, God, I had an entire the list. Simpsons? No. Um, like a like an actual question like that's not like shaking uh-huh. does the whole mickey thing make a lot of sense because like yeah okay so so like why mickey mouse is there makes sense yeah mickey is the is the ruler of of the kingdom and is the is a, is one of the people who and like takes you to is one of the reasons why you even find out what kingdom hearts is and is a big part of why the story develops the way it is. Um, you have to play the games to really find out. But Mickey is a is a very big character in the game. You don't see him often, but he's one of the most powerful and most influential characters. Meet the Robinson should be in there. Smiley, Wally. you scared the shit out of me, my friend. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gage. I'm sorry. I appreciate the raid. Continue. Um, and Kanto. Um and there, there's there's a ton of others. Turning Red, which is the newest one, I think, that just came out. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. Um, because with Disney's <laughs> recent acquisitions and recent movies that have come out, I think there's a big... there's there's a The game can be huge. I could see Kingdom Hearts 4 being over 100 hours if they throw all the worlds into there. Um, especially if we're going to get more of a Final Fantasy take on it this time around, um, rather than traveling to just Disney worlds. Um, I think it just depends. I'm really, really curious. I don't know. Ever since they... wish I'd stopped doing that. Ever since they dropped Kingdom Hearts on PC, I'm not going to lie, I've been watching for it to go on a really good sale on the Epic Store because I would love to actually go through and play it, like, all the way through. Because every time I sit down and say I'm going to play it, I get bored, like, halfway through. It is a really cool concept, though. I, I, I will give it that. It's definitely different, and it's very interesting. And Kingdom Hearts 4 looks amazing, but after the crap that I heard for 3... And after they made you guys wait for so long, it put a really bad taste in my mouth. So I'm not dying to play it, but like I'm, okay. I'm, I'm lurking for for good sales. If I'm being honest. Oh wait, so hold on, wait, hold on, wait. I can play Kingdom Hearts now. 
Yeah, it's on the epic. Like all like you like, can like actually understand the story, or is there still going to be bits and pieces missing? Bro, why don't you just so, watch it on YouTube if you're not that interested in purchasing no, it? No, no, no. So like the thing is, is like I love Final Fantasy. Like I'm interested in purchasing it. Like the problem is, is that like for me that everything that's always barred me is that I've never wanted to have to buy a PS. A D, like a you know, like a DS, like a PlayStation, and then like a D, like a DS, like that's always stopped me. So like having the ability to like now actually see it, if it's on PC, I'm I'm really interested. I just don't know if like the entire story is gonna be there. The entire story is on the Kingdom Hearts. Um, the the entire collection comes with every game up until Kingdom Hearts three. See, it's okay. and then Kingdom Hearts three. You can also emulate all the ones that were on the PS2 and the DS for your PC. There are plenty of emulations out there that play just fine. Um, do not watch a video for Kingdom Hearts. It doesn't make sense. The storyline just doesn't make sense. And that's fine. The game really isn't about the story, um, at least not in my opinion. The game is more about having fun with your Disney characters and solving the problem within that game rather than trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. Because um, Kingdom Hearts has been found uh, in in 2, and you unlock Kingdom Hearts, um, and there's a, there's a whole big old spiel about it, about how it leads into Kingdom Hearts 3, because Sora goes into a deep sleep and is imprisoned, and then you get, start getting into the backstories of all the other people, like um, like Axel and all those people. You start finding out more about Nobodies, uh, more about how Heartless came to be, Zemnis, Zergus, uh, not Zergus, whatever the fuck the other guy's name is. There's a whole storyline that evolves from it and it's so incredibly complicated the games are just fun the games are good i don't even know if i could even begin to explain how the storyline comes to be yeah i don't understand but but, but, and to do it justice regardless of if you know the storyline or not the game makes sense every time you play it i mean fair while it is part of a collective the game as a whole does really well with just giving you what you need for the game that you're playing, if that makes sense. Like, Kingdom right, right, okay. So, like, earlier in the conversation, you had told Spicy, like, if he wants to play Kingdom or if they want to play Kingdom Hearts 4, that they would need to play the DS ones and everything because everything's canon. So, like, that, and that's the only thing that everyone's ever told me. So, like, when people say that, like, that just makes me not want to play Kingdom Hearts because I'm just not going to go back and buy a DS and, like, yeah, so you can play them individually and get the feeling of excitement out of the one game, but to really understand where, like, how... So, uh, is anyone going to play Kingdom Hearts 3? I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, my... I probably will now that I know that I can buy it on PC. Like, like okay, on God. I'm not, not going to get into the specifics. You will not know how Sora got to this place without having played Kingdom Hearts 3. You will not know how it links with everything if you do not play Kingdom Hearts 2. If you don't need that context to be able to enjoy the fun gameplay and the new movement system and everything and all the new mechanics that are coming out in Kingdom Hearts 4, that's perfect. Great for you. That's exactly what I did. I played Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 without knowing about all the ones in the middle. Because when 3 came out and the and the collection came out, I thought it was just those three. It is not. It's eight games and it's hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay. Yep. Hundreds. Yep. The first. Wait, there's eight. There are eight or nine Kingdom Hearts games. I on God thought it was just one, two, and three, and then the fucking DS games. No, bro. No. You, if so, Kingdom Hearts one comes out. Two other uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, DS games. Uh, there's another one. So you have Kingdom Hearts one. You have Kingdom Hearts one and a half. You have Kingdom Hearts 
with the card game. You have Kingdom Hearts 2, you have Kingdom Hearts 2, 2.5, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Remix, and then you also have all the other ones that release after that. So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot to Kingdom Hearts. It is in, it is an, an incredible, uh, an incredibly complex storyline, <laughs> to yeah, say the if, least. If you like are a diehard Kingdom Hearts fan, it's probably about the only game that you. I mean, like not necessarily, but you know what I mean. You really needed to invest in Kingdom Hearts, like to get into it. Like you had to invest early. It sounds like. So I didn't, and I still really enjoy the game. Um, simply because of the the fighting system, and for like the most part, you're pretty much playing through the storyline of most of the Disney worlds, right? So in the first one, you relive the entirety of all the Disney movies, but you're a main character in it. Oh, that's kind of sick, though. Like, yeah. second one, you relive all of the parts of of like you get to play a main role in the Lion King in the second one, and that sold it for me. There are reoccurring worlds, like you get to go to Nightmare. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas world two or three times. That one's really a uh, really big staple. You get to go to Tron. You get to go to uh, you get to go to Mickey's World. I think once Alice in Wonderland a few times. Um, you always go to Hercules, always. Yep. Um, and every, one of my favorite Disney movies. That's awesome. And you cool. will love you will love it. It's it's incredible. Even and listen, uh, if in the first one you get to fight Cloud, good fucking luck. It is a huge achievement to beat Cloud on the first try. And I wish you nothing but the best because it will not happen. And I, I, uh, if you do it, I will literally kiss your feet. It is so it is so difficult. Anyways, or, or uh, that's a challenge. I'm willing to take. I can't wait i literally cannot wait um because bro he's, he's broken as hell uh and it sounds like a lot of like the kingdom like just final fantasy stuff where you have to like do a stupid amount of farming for no reason yep oh, no no there's no farming oh uh, nope no you I'm, just gotta fucking raw dog it you can but in kingdom hearts it's not, it's not just about um grinding your levels because grinding your levels only you don't get to increase like strength or speed or any of that you get to unlock spells but those spells will only be amplified if you have certain keyblades which you only get by progressing in the story and beating each of the individual worlds or you might build up enough money to be able to buy the best keyblade um which changes on based on the game um so it's it's incredibly difficult to do (laughs) uh to say the least yeah the game is fun though i really do think that everyone should give it a try i didn't i didn't never thought that the game would be good i was i thought it was cheesy that final fantasy and disney came together um and from what i had seen i had never really liked it and then my girlfriend put me on it and thank god that she did um she's huge in the kingdom Hearts. she's one of the reasons that i really like the series and uh it's it's actually an impeccable game if you sit down and actually play it i like, like the you, tarzan like, level too random oh no dude the tarzan level so oh i liked it dude that's that's the worst part about kingdom hearts is that there's not a map there's not a map in the first one you have to memorize the map based on what you've done in it yep i I got lost i got so lost in in atlantis and then i found out that i was never lost that the dolphin never appeared and I had to completely reload four and a half hours of gameplay. Okay, I'd be a little peeved too. 
honestly. Oh, dude, I I didn't play it for a month. I literally I I took it out of out of my PlayStation, put it back in the case, and it sat there and collected dust. I did get to play The Last of Us because I put it down though, so thank God for that. So, uh, so it's a win-win, actually. Yeah, like low key. Low key. So I think. This... Go ahead. Oh, this has been a fun little discussion. Like now, I now, now that I know that I can also buy Candy Hearts because this is like I've been interested in. I can not uh, buy it on Steam or not Steam. Epic. Epic. Yeah. Side note is one and a half and two and a half are bundled, and it's fifty bucks. And then Kingdom Hearts three itself is also fifty bucks. So you know, honestly, I might I might start off with one and two, one and a half, and two and a half. Um, you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not gonna buy all three, but I'll probably buy the first one and two. Sounds fun. Um. So I guess the next big thing we were gonna talk about is uh, microtransactions in video games. There is a place for it. There is a there's one hundred percent a place for it, and I think it's also dependent on the type of game you are. Hell. Uh, yeah, I think I agree, but at the same time, I think it should be in the same boat as Void. It should be purely cosmetic. I don't like the whole pay to win. Yeah. That's not fair to, especially like, what about poor income people and whatnot? You know what I mean? Like, they can't yeah, help it. No. And this is literally their only escape, and you're taking that away from them. Like, no, I completely agree. I am. Um, I think. I think it has to be done in taste, though. I think that, like, for example, I don't remember what Call of Duty it was. But I remember, I don't, yeah, no, I don't remember. But Call of Duty is my, my best example because I, I grew up poor. I grew up in poverty. Um, I had base maps to play and it was fine. But I remember that I could, I saw one day I logged in and I saw that I could buy like this fucking, I don't know, like pre-battle pass before battle pass was a thing. But like it was like season two or whatever. And I could buy extra maps. I never did it, but I saw that I could. But I remember that I had a full game to play, so it didn't bother me that I couldn't. It was like a cool like amusement park map that I at least I could see. Couldn't play it. But I had the option. But I had a whole game that I could play and it did not bother anyone at all. I could still play with my friends and no one cared. And it was vibe. Um, that to me is tasteful and that is completely okay. I had a full game to play. I was a happy camper. I think Fortnite, how they do it, completely fine. Free game. Most, I don't know anything about Fortnite, but I know they have a shit ton of cosmetics. Super cool. It's fine with me. Um, Apex does it. Free game. Ball cosmetics. Some may argue that some skins for the guns are pay to win, but like, I promise you, you weren't that good with the wingman anyways, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so it's fine. This is but like, go ahead. This is where I draw the line for microtransactions. Um, I think the entire microtransaction train really started with games like League of Legends and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, when we started looking at the loot box systems, um, games and like, so, and to put it to, for example, Black Ops 2, you bought the expansion passes that came with the four maps and, or the four, the four multiplayer maps and a zombie map. Um, and it goes from there. Um, that I didn't hate because it was only like five to ten dollars, and you could buy the weapon skins for like two bucks. So that to me made more sense. Um, with Fortnite and Apex, the games are free. The games allow you to come in and play the game regardless of where you are, and then you can buy things to make your character look better. 
and then or you just play the game. My I think my biggest thing is the um the recent battle pass thing. I don't really understand that because the battle pass offers guns that are, and like most of them are usually free in terms of like of Call of Duty. You can get the guns for free as long as you level up. Um but it's incredibly hard to level up without buying the battle pass because you get battle pass XP for doing so. Um I'm fine with microtransactions if it's just a cosmetic change. If it's literally just a skin, why you wouldn't just release the skin or or and I'm going to use COD and Apex as a as a starting point. Um Call of Duty does not allow you to earn in-game currency unless you buy a battle pass. Apex lets you get not one but two in-game currencies just by playing the game. Is it I would be hard to be able to, you know, like I, it, it's incredibly difficult to be able to get all the legends. But if you genuinely enjoy the game, like, listen, Orange, you have an incredible amount of hours already in Apex and you started way after I did. You earned a lot of you could earn a lot more legends because you simply love playing the game. That's how it should be. The love for the game should be first. The the economy for the game should come after. The above should further push the game in terms of of keeping people entertained, but it should not by any means keep people from being able to to earn or to be able to have fun. In terms of COD, you have to there are pay to win guns like the Marshals in Cold War, like the Ripper and Ghosts, like there are guns that were that simply were outclassed to many others that you could buy that people who were less unfortunate or didn't or couldn't pay for would get instantly wrecked on if the if the guns are there. The Marshals were incredible when they first dropped before they did them. And and this is the other part too. You buy the gun and then they nerf the gun. You can't do that. Yeah. The gun has to have the same amount of regularity. That's where Apex succeeds. Guns have regularity. When guns do get changed, it's a massive change for everyone and all the guns are free. You don't have to go through and pay, you know, fifteen dollars to access a wingman or a craver. You just have to play the game and find one. That's the you know, and I know it's a BR and not an arena shooter, so there's a difference there. But the difference shouldn't be that large. I, I would also like to point out that hold on, that's actually now challenged too. Because Apex has been experimenting with the control mode, and the control mode is fucking phenomenal. It is, yep. it is the equivalent to Call of Duty's domination, and it is it is you take nine characters, uh, so you have three, so you have your typical three squads, so like you can only have one wraith per three. So in the game, you can only have three wraith, for example, right? Mm-hmm. But you know they're really experimenting with it, and you get you're given set loadouts. You can change the optics, and that's it. And it's it's go it's good luck. It's it really is like becoming like an arena shooter in that game mode and it's really fun and it's really good and they balance it more and more each time they release it and it's going to become a full mode eventually i promise you that because it is super popular and it is it is sadly killing call of duty in that sense like it is knocking out of the park there's nothing call of duty can do about it unless they really step their shit up because they're starting to lose to a game that started off as a free-to-play battle royale uh to be fair they do have a little more experience um in in then like a, let's say Fortnite because they did start off as a Titanfall game. They are the Titanfall creators. Everything is based off the Titanfall lore, so they do understand how to make an arena shooter and what not to do. However, how they are implementing it is incredible because not only are they releasing as limited time events or limited time modes like people get hyped for. It came like to put this into perspective when I started playing, it dropped for a week, 
and then it went away and everyone was super excited it went away and everyone was super bummed and then it came back out recently in this new thing and it's fucking hype again everyone got so excited i did nothing but play b i did nothing but play control for a very few days or for a few days just because of how good the game mode is and like it helps you get better at the br because all it is is fighting when you die you just respawn and you go right back at it or it is a, it is a good excuse to learn your character to learn how to fight mechanically and like how to take one of you ones it's really good for that it's it is incredibly well done and i will give apex that there is some stuff that i wish apex would fix like there is no reason that this game should have fucking terrible audio issues there is no reason like this multi-million dollar company with the backing of ea but as it stands so far i would argue that like apex is probably unironically the apex of shooters at this very moment and there needs to, and someone needs to come and knock it down and not just because i like Apex, like and that's me saying as someone who loves apex I want there to be friendly competition. I want there to actually be competition in the service shoot. I've tried to go play Fortnite. Fortnite feels very clunky in movement speed. I've tried to play. I tried to play fucking Warzone the other day too. I'm like, this feels like Dukes. Like it's not fun. Like the movement is clunky. Why, the gunplay is clunky. Why are you Warzone take up space? Oh, I uninstalled it after two games. Okay. Like I've tried to play other shooters. Like the games, it feels less clunky. Like Apex is killing it right now, and it's. I think Apex deserves more credit than what it gets, like in media attention wise, because it is they are doing everything right. It this, is it it is incredible. This is what I'm gonna put towards that. This is this is this very well shows the issue with I think microtransactions will become the the largest if if they aren't already the largest amount of revenue that gaming companies will receive. Because I think that free to play games as they've as they have evolved as they have came out show that even if your game is free the amount of things that you offer to your players based on your game's overall original success is exactly how the game will be judged apex came out for free didn't do so well off launch um but you know with the addition of the new maps and the new characters and the ranked play system which is impeccable um and every and like even the arena system that came out is impeccable. They're they're experimenting and improving the game as it goes, and microtransactions help fund that. Okay, I I think the rank system is one of the best rank systems I've ever played in a video game. Um, I, it's not just me riding their dick because I'm, I play. I'm I like realistically, I'm just above average Apex player. Like I'm nothing incredible to write home about. I'm not a Masters player. I'm not a Pred player. I'm a washed up Plat player. But like. The ability to have to play as a team is really cool. But if my team fucks up, I still have the ability to save myself and like bring myself out of a hole. Like I the, the ability to have individual RP is incredible. If my team fucks up and dies because they wanted to push something stupid, I can go be a rat in the corner and I can go save my RP. Like my my just like my MMR for those of you who don't know. Like or I can be, I can play with my team, and we can play. You know, when we're three competent players who have a basic understanding of what to do, and we can, and we can all grind. We can go. We can either run the lobby, like it's it's very well done, and the the matchmaking within it is also I'd like to say like argue pretty well done. Um, any just just and it's very hard to like D rank or be stuck like silver two or silver four, gold four, like if you know how to pick up a controller. Like you can you can climb. And they do this really good thing about matching you with players similar to your skill level and the ranks and system how it works. I disagree. Like I have 
Oh, you don't like it? <laughs> bro, I'm just hard stuck bronze because I'm hot trash, honestly. Oh, listen, listen, hear me out. Like, even Liz, who got pretty heavy into like ranked Apex for a while, and she's not bad would play with Spicy and I, and she's like, what kind of fucking rank lobbies do you guys have? Because yeah. I don't get lobbies like this. I, mm -mm, I, I'm literally hard to talk bronze four because I get completely desecrated anytime I try. Anytime I try. No, th no that's fair. Yeah. They, they, they dance at our grave before we even land. Like, like it's, it's that bad. I... I, I like I promise if you if you gave it a little bit of time and like you really want to like learn how to like really maneuver you guys probably have the fighting mechanics to climb like each the way I like to think about it is like I don't know how to describe this other than like Dragon Ball Z because I don't that's a very distinct you know one two three four five six level like each tier in ranked in Apex you learn a little something different and you have to adjust to the lobbies like bronze players like you just gotta learn to aim that's it yeah aim and you're out of you're out of bronze i can't hit the and silver the board, my guy like you start learning to throw in cover into that and gold you start learning to strafe in plat like and i was climbing flat like when i was doing it like before the rank reset like i was doing it no problem like it, you just learn you add a new mechanic each time and you, you put it all together like a nice big fucking sandwich and you eventually just keep climbing like and then when I've played like Valorant, bro, I, I'm a literal silver player and I get placed with fucking plats and it's the worst. It's the most unfun thing in the world. I get dookied on each time. It makes me not want to play. It's the same thing with League of Legends. It's not fun. The mech system in those games are ass. I've played other games ranked systems like ass. But when I play in Apex and I play ranked and I'm in queued in a gold lobby, I'm going to play with gold players or below. If I play in a plat lobby, I'm going to play with plat players or below. They do this really good thing when you rank when you rank somebody, you can't have somebody boost you. You are going to play in that person's lobby. So if me and Riss were to play and I was the plat and she was gold, we're gonna play in the plat lobbies. She can't I will never get the benefit of being in a gold lobby. I will always have to be in the higher players lobby. And it really shows and it really, really helps. I think it's really good for I think it's really healthy. And I think you you your your entire thing with Apex just shows that the passion behind the game is what drives it as compared to the money behind it. Um, I think that's where a lot of companies need to focus on. I mean, we saw it with Battlefront 2, right? When Battlefront 2 launched for Star Wars, everybody looked super forward to it because of Battlefront 2, the original on PlayStation 2. It was incredible. Battlefront 2 launches ruled by microtransactions. Everything is hidden behind a paywall. The game is not enjoyable. They do, the, they do that game differently. First off, you make it free to play. Second off, you release enough of the base characters to keep people happy, and then you start adding in the fact that you can earn this in-game currency, or you can buy it, whichever one you want to do. One is harder, which I think is, you know, fair for the company because they need to be able to pay their bills and be able to pay to keep the servers up. That is what games, like, that, that is what companies need to start looking at. When we look at games like Elden Ring, Elden Ring will have nothing else on it. Elden Ring on launch has everything that the game will have until a DLC will come out. And the DLC is like an old D Diablo expansion pass. It will be an entirely different game. It will have, yeah. a, it will have an entirely new storyline. It will have all these new things to do. It'll be another few hundred hours of stuff to do based on whatever class you have. Tiny Tina's is the same way. There is no DLC. Yeah. You can go in and buy skeleton keys if you want, but it's not like all the loot isn't out there waiting for you anyways. And, and, I, and half the time the skeletons because i play borderlands i love borderlands the skeletons you just get purple tier loot like it's great and all but like it'll never compare to the the yellow guns that you can get exactly. like the infinity pistol 
Like, it'll never compare. The only microtransactions that Tina's going to end up adding is DLC, just like with Borderlands. Honestly, that's not even... Sorry, But the DLC... Well, the DLC I don't consider a microtransaction. Fair. The DLC is going to add to the game, and that is not a microtransaction. The microtransactions are the things for, like, the camos or whatever. Um... And and like the little itty bitty stuff that you, or like, th- this is this is where I think companies need to start learning. Right, a microtransaction is a micro transaction. It is small. A DLC or an expansion pass is a big part of the game, and that is what's going to push the game forward. There's when you start, when you start, when you start using um like the pay to win skins, pay to win guns, pay to win whatever, and you start using that to forward push your game, there's not going to be any room for your game to grow because it, because you've already locked out a big percentage of people who are going to be playing it. You've already locked that out. Even if I if my parents when I was younger scrounged up enough money to be able to buy me a PlayStation Three and COD came out and was free to play, I wouldn't have had to have de- dealt with all the stuff of trying to actually get the new Call of Duty. And like regardless of what your idea on that is, I think there should be easy access to everyone because there we've seen especially in our own country um apart from everybody else's that it's the not to get into like the politics of whatever um there are people who just aren't going to be able to play the game because there's because the game is already a, a paywall itself the consoles the pcs are already a paywall itself to have to go through that and then to have to pay more to be able to enjoy the game that you've already bought that in most cases you aren't able to return that put this, to put this into perspective Oh, sorry. Sorry, I liked that. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. You're good. Uh, to put this into perspective, I live in California where the minimum wage is $15. I have to work a total of $4 untaxed to or to buy a game. And that's not including... That's that I live in California where the minimum is 15 If I worked in somewhere like Alabama where the minimum is $7.25 or whatever the fuck they have federal minimum wages... Same here. I, Same here. I would have to work eight hours. That is an entire day's worth of work to play a game that I wouldn't even get to play. Yep, because I wouldn't be able to experience it fully, and that's fucking bullshit. That is the only reason to add microtransactions that completely add to your game to a sense where it's gameplay. It's just pure corporate greed. There is no reason for it. There's no excuse for it. Games like Apex have shown that. Games like Fortnite have shown that. I know people love to hate on the free to play battle royale games, but it's true. You get a whole game on launch, and that's that's it. And then on top of that, if you want cosmetics, you can straight up spend ten dollars in each one of those games, buy a battle pass, and you get some fucking sick skins. Like on God, oh, it, like it just, if I didn't, if I didn't like love Apex the way I love Apex, I wouldn't have spent a dime. I would have just spent ten dollars and got the battle pass, and I would have been chilling. They include beautiful skins that someone will never see again because they're the battle pass exclusive. Like the only character that I ever bought with real money was Octane because I wanted the special skin that I got for the lunar event for the Chinese New Year because I'm a sucker for this and stuff like that. But out of each one of them, I unlocked on my own. And that enabled me to play almost every single character to get a basic understanding of which one they did. So not only, like, did the barrier of having to play the game, you know, to unlock the characters, it made me a better player because of it. Because what I would do is, like, I would unlock Seer. And then I would play Seer until I locked Horizon. And then I would play Horizon until I locked Ash. And I would play Ash. And, like, it gave me a basic understanding of what these characters do and how they do them. So I knew what to do in a situation when the character does it because I would think of how I would do it. Like smart, actually, that's really smart. Yeah, but I could have played the game with the best characters in the game. Literally, are free characters. Gibby and Bloodhound are the best two characters in the game, hands down, bar none, and they're free. They're the first like three characters that you can play. Like 
each character that the, you get at the beginning is not like paywalled. Every character that's unlocked originally is super fucking strong. The only shitty one, possibly shitty one, if you really, really want to give him a shitty name, would be fucking would be Pathfinder. But if you learn, if you play for more than like twenty hours, you've kind of realized that if you can grapple around and break people's ankles, Pathfinder's low key fucking sick. So like, it 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 really all just depends. Like. Games like that are fantastic. Like games like Fortnite, there's no character system, but you can go 100% go pick up the blue, gold, whatever scars. I don't know what the fucking guns are. Apex are in Fortnite. You can go build a Taj Mahal for all you want, and there's no there's no advantage to buying it. There's no advantage to spending money. It's just you look cool, you feel good, you know. And I think that's how games should be. There should be no reason that like, for example, like me being poverty, like I should have like when I was a kid, like I should have to worry about spending $60 on a game that should already be complete. Like, I should be able to go and buy Elden Ring and play Elden Ring completely and have the best time of my fucking life. Like, as long as I have... The way I look at video games is if the, money, the money I spend, if I'm not happy for the... So I equate every dollar that I spend to an hour of happiness that I've enjoyed from the game. If I didn't get at least $60 worth of... 60 hours worth of happiness in a game, it was not worth my $60. Like, if that makes sense to you. See, mine is double. Yeah, 120 yeah. But like you, you get like the point, right? Like sometimes I spend like a good example of money I spent on the game that I hated and like when I want a fucking refund was the original Destiny 2 when it dropped. Like on launch, I was really, really fucking upset. I the, the I beat the first raid and I was like, cool, cool. And then I got the second raid and the second raid was just an expansion on the first raid and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. This is this that. is Dukes. And yeah, that that that's bullshit. I spent all this money on this cool addition of the thing and I got fucked. I got fucked by corporate greed because they couldn't be fucked to go make a good new map. They had all this time and effort and didn't do shit with it. Yeah, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from. I enjoy Destiny 2 for what it's worth, but it's also something that I only play with friends. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Mirage, I guess Mirage is free. Yeah, no, Mirage is the only keyword, like bad character that you get. Thank you, Star. Mirage isn't free. Think. Star no. also pointed out that they're doing 18 deathmatch in Apex in a 9v9, and I'm actually really intrigued on oh, that. Oh, the 9v9 is, um, that is uh, the control mode. Ah. Mirage, yeah, I am with Void. Mirage isn't free, I just unlocked him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You have to... Isn't Mirage it is Lifeline that's free? Yeah, Lifeline. yeah Lifeline's free. I think Lifeline is the only mid-tier one in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's everything we talked about, right? I do believe so. I do believe so. Everything and more. Absolutely. Um. Well, we're at the end of it all, but like always, we're gonna run through real quick. Let me throw the socials back up. Um. And since we do have a guest star this week, Mr. Orange, would you like to go first? A little bit about. Oh, uh, you know what, man. I don't really need to plug myself. Like, I I appreciate it. But most of my community is here in the invasion. Um, some of you may know me, some of you may not. If you don't, that's strange. Because I know most of you. I'm just Orange Anxiety. Um, I play a lot of Apex, and obviously, that's not a bit on stream. Um, and I play games like God of War. That's mostly you need to know about me. Um, these guys are the more interesting ones, though. Void is an amazing, you know, FPS player. Spicy. They do great, you know, content. And Teenage puts the most effort I've ever seen anyone put into a stream, aside from maybe, like, Baby Jess. So, like... Tonight really, you should really time. follow them. Tonight was the first night that Jordy's ever seen me work like a regular shift and come home and get ready for stream. You should have seen him like them sitting on the couch. They were just like, 
They're like, where did you go? I was like, sorry, my mind's going this and this. I got to do this, 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 and this before stream. And then after stream, I'm doing this, this, and this. And then I'll make dinner. And then we're going to do this and this. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> sorry, proceed. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. I was just more of interested to you guys. Like, I not as like you guys are the stars, right? Like, you guys are the the fucking bees knees. Like, Void is an incredible FPS player. Incredible. Or just as much because you were the most genuine down to earth person I have met. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Legitimately, you deserve. You deserve it. Plug yourself because you deserve it, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Hundred and ten percent. You just made the college team for Apex. Like yeah. you, you putting on the grind literally One every single day, man. Every single day, like, and you're literally well, almost, you're streaming it almost every single day. You're personable. You're genuine. You're funny. You, you don't have enough self confidence, but we're getting you there. We're getting you. We're getting there. there. We're getting there. So you have. I invited you on here for a reason. I respect your opinion, and I wanted to hear it. And I appreciate you being here. So of course, I want you to plug, or I wouldn't have given you the opportunity. By all means, Thank go you. a little more in depth. Your content, what you want to do. When you stream, what you stream, this is okay. your time. Um, you'll, you'll most likely catch me on Apex Legends. Um, I'm main pathy now. I do play for a college team. Thank um, you. When I get more comfortable and I'm officially like on the team roster and everything, when I start going to the school, I'll start plugging myself that way with that. Um, I'm main Pathfinder and Wraith and Valkyrie. Um, I like playing Spider Robot. It's fun to learn that I spam the grapple whenever I possibly can now. Um, you can find me at anything. I can find my Twitch on Orange Anxiety. You can find me on Twitter. All I do is shit post and make fun of people um, and bother G Fuel for a sponsorship they'll probably never give me. Amen. Um, <laughs> what else do I do? I don't really know. So I'll just gonna let you guys have the floor. Uh, I think Void went first last time, so I'm going to hand it off to Spicy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Spicy. 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 Um, I'm a 26-year-old multi-variety streamer. Um, so I mainly do Dead by Daylight like surviving. I'm toxic as hell, but I have a good time, and I hopefully bring the laughs and the, the good vibes. Um, my community is an open uh, safe space, so that's what I try to strive for every stream. Um, I am non-binary, so I go by different pronouns. So if you're ever interested in that, the LGBT community, I'm always here, always open to questions or anything like that. Um, um, trying to make but it yeah, uh, I think that's it. And Senor Void. Uh, what's going on? I'm Void, obviously. Um, I am 23 years old. Uh, I play a variety of games, um, but mostly my 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 passion is in FPS, um, with Apex and COD and everything. Um, I mostly stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Sometimes I throw in a different one there. Uh, here and there, um, but yeah, I think that's that's everything about me. And I think that Orange didn't do himself enough justice. You guys really should go watch Orange. They're incredibly entertaining. They're oh, I really appreciate it. They actually, are. I do have a last word in case anyone from Respawn is watching. Please stop fucking Kings Canyon. Please stop trying to make it cool. It wasn't even cool in season one, two. Stop. It's not cool. It'll never be cool. Stop trying to make it cool. Just give us World Dead to Olympus. Thank you. That's, that's what you need to do more. Every day on Twitch, you just need to tweet them, or Twitter, you just need to tweet them and be like, this is day 19 of asking Respawn to please take off this god off the map and just wait until they do it. Yeah, on god, that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to do You know Spicy? I'm starting right now. Yes! Big crowd. Everybody go on Twitter, Orange Anxiety, and retweet, please. Like and retweet. Like and fucking retweet. 
a Pirelli, orange and gauge both are the most void, sorry, are the most genuine down to earth humans that I'm so glad I could game with and talk to and watch streams on every single day. So definitely absolutely absolutely and we're live every monday at 10 p.m uh with the breach if you can't catch the live stream feel free to follow us on spotify anchor or youtube the episodes will be live on wednesdays as well at 7 a.m um you can find it at the breach you won't you can't miss it the background literally looks like this it's on everything it's pretty dope we cover a lot of really good topics at least i think that they're really good i could just be tooting my own horn on that but I think they're pretty good topics and i have a like lot of fun them. recording it i feel like they do too get to throw our opinions out there it's what a lot of smaller streamers and gamers are feeling um we were going to go over twitch discoverability but i feel like we've gone pretty long on this one so we're just going to tack that on to next week i feel like that's a good idea um <clears throat> next week's guest is undecided yet but stay tuned it'll be a lot of fun hey, ciao.